0: Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein. And if you've never listened to a show before, you're now listening at another pivotal time where we're slightly changing the format. From March 2016 to August 2020, this was an interview-style show where I interviewed people who could help you rock your retirement, but not financially. Those were what I call the encyclopedia years of the show. If you were interested in a particular topic, such as finding mom a retirement home, dealing with grief, or even how sex changes after retirement, you can probably find your topic in our back catalog. Then in August of 2020, we started following the life of a pre-retiree, Barbara Mock. She's retired now, And we're planning on giving you updates on her life and what she's going through as long as she'll let us. And now, the update with Barbara. Barbara, it's so nice to be talking with you again. I have to say that the last episode with your RV adventure was so fun to listen to. Um, Again, I know I was part of the conversation originally, but it was just... Both Les and I were riveted by that conversation. Tell me what else has been happening in the last
1: month. Oh, it's been amazing and exhausting and busy and happy and discouraging all at the same time. I'm I remember I said I would be transparent and tell you the good and the bad. You're always looking for dirt. I've got a little bit I am. Of, I've got a little bit of dirt for you. Um, but I was thinking this morning, uh, cause we just returned from an amazing, um, short little, t- you know, dust off the dust off the tires trip. And I was thinking about how packing for an RV journey could be a metaphor for retirement. And I'll explain first you're replicating your home. So, you are buying and scavenging and putting all these things into a space. But what's interesting is we've taken two short trips and there's just constant sorting and organizing and loading and reloading. And and I think that's kind of what retirement is like. It's figuring out, well, what am I going to keep and what am I going to get rid of and what am I going to do? And it's an iterative process. It's not something you can just set out and say, okay, I'm retired now. I've got this all figured out. You don't have it all figured out. So what I'm realizing is as each trip has unfolded, I come back, you know, and of course you clean the motor home, but I'm rearranging constantly the closets and the shelves. And I'm figuring out what do I really need and what would I like to have? And what do I want to try? And it'd be nice just to have it all set the way it is. But as we come back from each trip, I've realized, well, I didn't need that. I didn't use that. And it's extra baggage. It's extra weight that you don't need to carry. And then there are these lists of all the things I forgot twice now. And so after each trip, I come home with this little list and I start Ordering the things that I know I need because I didn't have them on the trip. And I really feel like retirement's been like that. Just trying things on for size and not being too hard on yourself when it doesn't work out the way you thought it would, or you want to try something new. So I feel like that's what my retirement year has been like. I looked back a year ago when I wrote um, in the blog about fall. And the chaos and the messiness, and it is so good to look back and see where I was a year ago, anxious, worried, you know, not sure how things were going to go. The pandemic was raging holidays and, and it sounded kind of sad for most of the article. But at the end I said, but let's see what comes with spring. And for those of you thinking about retirement, I think that's what it is. It's stressful. It's stressful. Running up to when you retire. It's scary. It's messy. But once you do it, I can't say it gets any less messy, but it gets more sorted out as you go through life. And to just be patient with yourself, because you don't have it all figured out on day one. And I think for the rest of my tenure in an RV, I'll be sorting and resorting and moving things around. I don't think I'll ever have anything perfect. And that's what I'm reminding myself, that retirement's life. There's nothing going to be perfect, but just keep trying new things. I guess I want to segue to counting the cost of an RV. Because if you're thinking about this, I don't think I need to tell anyone it's a big decision. I mean, obviously people know that there's the cost of the RV or the truck or the motor home, and everyone knows there's tax, license, and insurance But those things add up the bigger, the nicer motorhome you have. And then outfitting with all the things. I mean, you know you need towels and dishes and that. And you can kind of make do with stuff you have. But it's nice to, you know, get a few new things. But things like Like a new pink Jeep. A new pink Jeep. Exactly. (laughs) Although mine is kind of a beige that matches my motorhome. But pink would have been fun. But there's a cost of diesel and something called DEF, and there's the cost of all the sewer and the water hookups, and those things all add up about, and again, they're not necessarily uh, needs, but they sure make the experience fun. Then there's the cost of the places to park, and some of them charge you for power, and I guess if you're looking at the cost, you have to look at what does it cost you to live in your home day by day, month by month, year by year. Because then when you have your RV and you have the initial cost, then you're also paying to live somewhere else day by day, week by week, month by month. And then if you book a place for a month and you're there, and you're, you're paying your house payment at home and your taxes, but then your husband decides to take a quick trip somewhere else, then you're paying triple. There you go. There's, there's those costs there. So I guess I was going to talk a little bit about some of the, the not so pretty things that I've experienced. Now I'm having a ball. I'm the half glass, half full all the time. Like it doesn't matter what's going wrong. I'm going to have a good time where my husband is a little bit more or a lot more analytical, much more thoughtful. And so a couple times now it hasn't been pretty, one of the things is we bought what we thought was a pretty expensive motor home, but it's considered in the industry entry level. Oh, no. <laughs> and so now we're learning what that means is that it's pretty noisy. So noisy that when you're rattling down the road, there's just this constant, you know, sounds of things inside. So I've bought that really soft, cushy stuff to put in between everything. So, because it's distracting when you're driving to hear things rattling around, but you are on a road and there's vibrations from the road and the worse, the road, the worse, the vibrations to the point where we can't really talk very easily, which is like, you have to get the motorcycle, the
0: motorcycle, uh, you know, helmets with the microphones inside and you talk to
1: each, (laughs) he talked about that. He goes, we need, we need speakers can't hear the radio you know the radio oh, is fine no. when you stop but you you can't hear it because it's so noisy and our motor home is very nice it's it's a beautiful home you'd say oh my gosh that's lovely but on our first trek over the mountains in a bomb cyclone atmospheric river and windstorm wow. that was the weekend we decided to drive across still call me pass it. It rode like a buckboard. It was like on a stagecoach. Our teeth rattled. And I just thought, oh, my Lord, this is going to be hard. Because I said, I want to go see Kathy in the Carolinas. And he goes, (laughs) Uh, I don't know if we can do that.
0: I have to say one thing. You know, after last week or last month or whenever it was that we talked, Les and I started looking at RVs. And we found all these RVs that had been used once.
1: Yep. And now we know why. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Well, and for people that aren't used, like we had a, a, a camper before and my husband has towed a boat, but he was stressed out. He was totally stressed out with you know the cars and the traffic and it, i mean it's a big rig and you don't have any training and and whatever and he just says this is exhausting i don't think i can drive you know more than 3 or 4 hours before my brain just kind of ooh but um he he just said and they said this would be fun and so that's been his quote all the way through well what we what we found out was our tires Were overinflated for the weight. In other words, if you do any sort of research about a rough ride of a motorhome, it it won't take all the noise away. But he found out you need to weigh your motorhome with all its stuff in it. You need to weigh the front and the rear axle. And then you need to find out what the guidance is and the range for tire pressure. And I'm freaking out like, what do you mean you're taking air out of the tires? Well, they were at the max at the factory. And then as you drive, they heat up and it got worse and worse. So now that he's lowered it down, I can't see the noise is gone, but my teeth fillings don't need to be replaced now because they, oh. my teeth aren't rattling as much.
0: How did you find out? Did somebody at a, um, the
1: park tell you this? or No, he just started met? Googling rough ride in motorhomes. And there are countless YouTube. I mean, if, if you can think of an issue there's a YouTube, there's video, a YouTube about it. video about it. And so the things we didn't know are that the really, really upper end have different suspension and they ride like a luxury car. And literally this rides a little worse than my Jeep. Um, <laughs> oh, no. But there's the things you don't think about, like the the glass in the microwave. And then you go around a corner and it hits the thing and it went flying down the hallway and then oh no. all of a sudden, you know, the, um, shampoo that got left in the, in the, in the shower, all of a sudden there was a bottle of shampoo under his brake pedal. And it's like, Oh no, how, how does that happen? you know, whoop, stop and get that fixed out. Then the refrigerator, they put a regular refrigerator in our motor which is super nice. But do you think about a refrigerator going down the road and the up, door up, up, up. opens. Now we didn't lose anything, but I was on the phone yesterday with a guy that makes the thing to secure your refrigerator because what they give you doesn't work. And so I guess what I want to say is be prepared to be kind of a fix it person, a problem solver. Um my husband knew how to hook up water and sewer, but that's why. If you're not used to that and you're not willing to figure it out and to get into it. And so that's why he has drugged me along at every point and said, you need know how to do this. You need to know how to hook it up and unhook it. And you do kind of get your roles of when you get there and when you're loading up. But we have just learned a ton in just two little outings. Um, One of the things we learned, though, is that some of the higher end motorhomes have just electricity for your heat. Well, ours has propane, and it sounds like an engine going off in the middle of the night. So it wakes you up. Well, it doesn't wake me up, but it wakes him up. And so he got a little tiny space heater. And so, again, they're just kind of minor things, and they're not anything that would cause us to not stick in and you know keep going. Like, we're committed now, so we're we're going to do the three months. But I can see why either unmet expectations or what your intention were gets thwarted. And that can cause conflict. Because I'm saying, oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And he's going, no, this is too noisy. This is this. So we're vacillating between, well, let's just try it this season. And either we'll love it or we won't. And that's okay. I think I'm going to love it. But I need him to drive. Or he will say, you know what, why don't we step up to something with, you know with the higher creature comforts. And wow. so yeah, that's a really big decision. And so we're going to we're going we're gonna to keep keep going, but going over that mountain pass that first weekend was eye-opening and it was kind of frightening because big trucks and what lane are you supposed to be in and and you're driving this thing and you're in the slow lane behind all the big row of trucks. But this last trip that we just went on, just got home day before yesterday, um, we hit a three-hour backup in the Tacoma area in front of joint base Lewis McCord, because there were four accidents, because remember, it's a bomb cyclone. So we're in this. Okay, rain. but there,
0: there, there is one, um, one advantage that I can think of in being a, in a four-hour backup in an RV, and that is the bathroom.
1: Well, not only the bathroom, but lunch, but lunch. I was able to make a sandwich, bring him a beverage, do the thing with the dog. Um, if you were in a car, you would just be in the car. Yep. And we, we use Google maps to kind of get around it, but it turned what was supposed to be a four and a half to five hour trip out to the coast to eight hours. And he goes, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I just don't know. I feel stressed out. You know, so I had a stressed dog, got a stressed husband. Did you switch driving? No, he keeps threatening and saying, you need to drive. You need to see what this is like. And I always say, absolutely. I'll give it a whirl. And he goes, well, mm, no, I'm not. I'd be more, he's more stressed out sitting in the passenger seat. I think it's a control oh. issue, but I have driven it and I can drive it. I just think he wants to maybe do it on the open roads of Utah
2: or Arizona
1: bumper to bumper traffic in, in the Tacoma, Tacoma area. So, so those are counting the cost, but now let's count the blessings. And there are a lot of them. And I asked him this morning, I said, what do you want me to say? And he goes, well, tell him it's a big challenge, but I'm happy that we got our toe in the water. We stopped talking about it and we just did it. Now we own it. Now we're learning. And that's the big takeaway for him is we're just learning so much what we like, what we don't like, what we would do differently. But I guess you just can't know. So it's kind of like my analogy at the beginning, you're rearranging, you're trying out new things. A motorhome is just doing that on a grand scale. You don't know if you want a class A or a B or a C. And it's hard to make the right decision when you don't have all the information. And I guess our takeaway is you can't get all the information until you actually do it.
0: You don't think that renting, it, renting one
1: first would have given you more info? Or We talked about that a lot, but you wouldn't have your own things, right? You, you would bring what you had into it and it wouldn't necessarily replicate the total experience because it's someone else's stuff someone else's dishes, someone else's all those things. And he just wanted to kind of feel with it and get with it. But I tried to talk him into that. I said, that would be so much cheaper. But he's looking at what it costs per night. It's expensive to rent a motorhome per night or per week or whatever. $250, $300
0: $250, $300 or something? Yeah. And for me- Which is like a
1: hotel. Kind yeah. Of, you know? But to me, it's like, well, then go to the hotel. So we <laughs> talked ourselves out of it. We talked ourselves out of renting, but maybe we should have in hindsight, but but no regrets because let me segue to the counting. My let Okay. Let's, let's hear the blessings. I'm just focusing on, oh, if we get an RV,
0: what should we do first? But on the other hand, you can't really rent the exact RV that you want to buy either. Nope. 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 Nope.
1: So So you just kind of have to do it and just know that there are forums on Facebook that are really helpful that if people have a question, there's like this whole nation of people that you know, your brand or your model, or just RV life in general. But there's also you get assigned a person at the dealership. If you buy from one that's your that's your person, you can you call do? them anytime. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Her wow. name's McKenna. And she's a lovely young lady. She's our customer service rep. And if we have a problem with a part, or a question, she's like our conduit to all the resources.
0: I hope you're enjoying today's episode of the Rock Your Retirement Show. The theme of the show is to talk about the six pillars of retirement lifestyle. You can track how you're doing in those six pillars in the journal, which you can find at rockyourretirement.com journal. One of the pillars is health. Of course, if you don't have your health, nothing else matters. So before we get back to the conversation with Barbara and me, let's take a health break. Next, we have John Perlman, the co-founder of Mission Lean, the leading fitness app for anti-aging and fitness for our health segment. Thanks, John. What you got? Now, I know what you have today, this time, because I asked you to do one on abs. That's my sort of problem area. So what do you got for me today?
2: Thanks, Kathy. Yeah, so... I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the best core and ab exercises to really start to build incredible core strength right away. And as you well know, I mean, the core, the strength of the core is so important for not only strength and, you know, looking great as, as you mentioned, Kathy, but it's also from a a performance and injury prevention standpoint, the fundamentally the blueprint for staying healthy long run with your health and fitness. So you can basically continue to work out and never be interrupted from your fitness fitness routine
0: that would be great because you know i'm having this problem with my core have you ever seen a cat or a dog that looks like it's had one too many batches of babies now i (laughs) haven't had any babies but my core is starting to look like that you know how it just kind of starts sort of sagging and just it's really not the same as it was you know years ago so help me out, John. I need to know yeah. what to do so that my core can can be better because it's it could okay, be better.
2: That's okay, Kathy. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to get, get that corrected right away. So, Thank you. Basically, when you train the core, you know, first of all, it's not about doing, you know, sit-ups all day long as they might have you believe. What we like to do is on Mission Lean and, and the, the way we prescribe our workouts on the Mission Lean app is – We like to combine isometric exercises with dynamic full body exercises. So you can basically reap the benefits of both and both are incredibly powerful in shaping the core and getting great ab tone and ab musculature formation. So let me just touch on the difference between what what an isometric exercise is and what a dynamic full body. I mean, it kind of this way that the sound of that kind of indicates what it is, but I'm just going to explain it right now. So an isometric exercise is an exercise where you recruit muscles of the body to work, but you're not shortening or lengthening those muscles. You're, you're recruiting them to work from a static position that forces them to engage. And for the abs, the, the three uh, exercises that we are incorporate a lot into the Mission Lean anti-aging fitness program are plank, side plank and all fours plank.
0: No! Not the plank. Ugh, I knew well, you were going to get the plank out there again.
2: So Well, it's a great exercise, Kathy, because it's first of all, it's, you know, gets your core activated right away. It's low impact, so it's it's a very good exercise for older adults and and seniors. And And in addition, it's, um, you know, we have, we we don't make it boring because we have the three variations. So, you know, if you're, if you're feeling fatigued or you're tired of one, you just hop right into the next, uh, the the next plank variation and you're ready to go.
0: But the good news is the way you do your planks, you're actually, your, your elbows or your hands or something is touching. You're not planking where you're, you're just in the air. You know how no. they—you've seen it on YouTube where they're just planking into the air, or, or the their upper body is—I don't know—over the kitchen table or something—and they're just <laughs> holding it. I—I I, I don't see myself doing that. Is that is, so? That's okay.
2: No, you don't need to take any risk by, you know, for example, uh, balancing yourself on the kitchen island or something like that. But I, the idea, and we, you know, we've touched on this in, on other segments, is to keep you kind of risk and injury free, so you can continue with your fitness program. So, I mean, look, if you want to, if you want to take that risk, you know, you can, but mission lean, we won't advise it.
0: Good. Cause I don't want to be the subject of some uh, YouTube video that everybody is downloading because I, I fell on my face. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's why I have such a hard time with planks because they're so good for you. Right. But you have a way where I can start slow, where I can, I don't have to do the super duper plank. That's super hard. Right. I can, I can start at my own, at my own level. Is that right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And also, you know, it's, you don't need to go, you know, you can do the plank for 10, five, 10 seconds. I'm saying you don't have to go, you know, when you think of plank, you think of, okay, you know, everyone dreads it because they're thinking, Oh, you know, I got to be doing this for like a whole minute. And it, it, it creates a fear in, in people because, and then they avoid it entirely, but Even if you do 10, 15 seconds on each of the plank variations, that's a great start and you can build up. And then also I want to bring in, you know, what I mentioned at the beginning of the, um, our talk in terms of, uh, these full body dynamic exercises that basically you can create a routine where, you know, you, so you can do a plank and then you can come into more of a dynamic full body move and a couple of those moves that we, that are our favorites on the anti-aging fitness program of mission lean are glute bridges is one. So I don't know if you've heard this, but of this exercise, but you're, you're on the mat and you, you, you lay on your back with your knees bent. So your, your, your feet are on the ground, your, your butt and back are on the ground and your, and your um, legs are bent. And then all you basically do is you put your hands by your side and then you, elevate your, uh, it's almost like a pelvic thrust and you elevate your hips upwards, uh, to the point where you, you, you contract your glute muscles and you reach that kind of elevated, uh, stance. It's almost like a backward stance of the body. And then you bring it and you hold for a second or two, and then you bring it back down in a controlled way.
0: Are your shoulders staying on the floor the, the whole time or are your shoulders lifting up?
2: No. So you're on your back your, mm-hmm. your hands are by your side and your, your upper body doesn't, you know, it might come up a little bit just because you're lifting your, your midsection upwards, but no, the, the back and shoulders stay on the ground. Oh, and that's so, good. and the reason why I wanted to mention this exercise in particular is because when people think about the core, they only think about the abs, but actually the core is comprised of the, the lower back the, and, and the upper muscles of the legs, such as the hamstrings and the glutes. And so this glute bridge is an incredible exercise to activate the back portion of the core, the lower back, the glutes and the hamstrings, which are, are, you know, not just my opinion, but also in in academic literature is equally, is equally as important to a strong core as is the front abdomen muscles.
0: And it helps you look better in a bathing suit. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Thank you so much for that tip. I'm going to have to try that. Maybe we'll... Maybe we'll record that and post it on the, on the website for everybody to, to see. Um, anything else that you want to say about that exercise or have you pretty much – I think you explained it well.
2: Yeah, that's a great exercise. And honestly, one other thing I'll mention is that a lot of exercises, um, you can do them that are dynamic in nature that, that might activate and engage the core that uh that you might not think it would and like one example of this is this is an exercise we have on the mission lean anti-aging fitness program it's we call it the tiptoe walk so you basically you have your yoga mat on the ground or you know you're working out on it you know doing the planks and everything we just talked about on your yoga mat and then you stand up you you get on your tippy toes and then you you tippy toe sideways from one corner of the mat back to the other in a slow controlled way and you know you think okay you know, what does this have to do with the core? But the, but this is what we consider a dynamic core exercise because, you know, you're on your tippy toes, you're moving sideways and you're, you have to engage your abs and your core muscles to keep your center of balance and, and your, and all of your movement controlled. And so, you know, different balance exercises like this tiptoe walk uh, that we have on the app as with one example is, is a move that is very much balance centered and focused that, it's kind of like fun. I mean, you get great calf. Really, it's also like a calf muscle toning exercise too. So you get great definition in the legs, but you're also engaging that core at the same time in in a fun and dynamic way.
0: And that's good. You know, you're you're getting a double double benefit: the core and the balance, because we all we all need good balance uh, for fall prevention. Actually, exactly. So, so that's good. Well, thank you once again for that great health tip. Really appreciate it. And for the audience, don't forget to tune in next time for more health tips from Mission Lean. And also don't forget to download the Mission Lean app to get more fitness and health tips. Thanks again, John.
2: Thank you, Kathy.
0: And now back to the conversation with Barbara and me.
1: So on the first trip after this torrential rainstorm and wind and my husband even pulled the, he, he was so afraid we were going to blow away that he pulled the slides in, in the middle of the night, like I'm in bed and he's pushing the button and I'm moving in. He goes, I'm just afraid we're going to blow away. <laughs> and our friends just laughed. They said, oh, that was nothing that <laughs> they get wind windstorms all the time in Easter Washington. They go, oh, we didn't even hear it. And we're just thinking oh, we're no. going to blow away. But the sun came out. We got to go golfing with my a high school friend that we really lost touch with. And I can honestly say we would have never gone over there. We would have never had that experience. These are the people that have a place in Yuma that we kind of called and gotten advice. And they were so kind and so generous. When we arrived, we texted them and they said, okay, we'll let you get set up. And then call us if you run into any problems, we'll be happy to help. And that was key. That was an RV owner knowing right. you, that you, you get had someone- stressed out. though. <laughs> you get stressed out and you forget things and you make mistakes. So they gave us our space. So that was takeaway number one. When a new RVer needs to go set up, leave them alone. Apparently, it's a thing in parks where all the bored retirees go, oh, there's a new person, and they want to come quote unquote help. Don't help. That's when accidents happen, things get pushed out into the wall, things go wrong. But anyway, um, we went golfing with them. We wanted to host them two nights for dinner so that we were cooking, using everything. And again, they brought a bottle of wine and some gifts and everything. But that was where we got out the little gas fireplace and the lawn chairs, and we sat. It was really magical because when the when the sky cleared and the stars were out, it's just something we wouldn't have ever done. They told us where to park right on the ninth hole, and we cooked with our black stone griddle, made some some burgers, and then one night we made um, like a stir fry. And we just shared our lives and we caught up for years and years. And then we started making plans for Yuma in January. And so we've already made that connection with these dear people who are so kind and so happy to host us at their, you know, at their home. Um, And then we've got like somebody we know down in Yuma. So an RV did that for us. Uh, Another bonus is, um, Our small group is um, has been talking about doing something as a group, like with a missions focus. And they decided they wanted to build um, a home in um, Tijuana, just kind of South of San Diego there. But it's all going to happen while we're in Tucson and we have the dog. And I've just been praying, like, what are we going to do with the dog? Well, while we were there, that with our friends in Eastern Washington, telling the story of what we're going to do, she looked at us. She goes, I love Sadie. You have to drive from Tucson through Yuma to get to San Diego. Just drop her off. And so here here I was so worried, like, how are we going to do this? What's going to happen? God had it all under control. And I guess that's kind of the cool thing about RVers and the way they are. They help each other. They're almost like boaters, right? It's like the law of the RVs that you're gonna figure out how to help somebody with something. And so that was our first voyage. And it was it was amazing. It was so fun. We had such a good time, in spite of the noise and the and the and the the windstorm. But then the other added bonus is my son-in-law initiated a trip and said, Come, come down to Oregon to the coast. They live about two hours away from seaside Pacific beach Tillamook down there. Um, And so that was our eight hour trip, but that wasn't their fault. That was just the weather pouring down rain windy. When we got there socked in like nobody's business. And yet the wildness of the coast and the, and the beauty of the beach, you know, I just put on my rain gear and drug the dog down the beach. She wasn't happy. Um, (laughs) But the very next day, the sun came out completely blue sky. And what is better Kathy than kids and a dog and a son-in-law that built this huge driftwood fire. Those are legal. They still let them do that in Oregon, built a huge fire. The surfers had come out from everywhere. There were hundreds of surfers that had come from the Portland area or that, you know, the town is only maybe a thousand people, But right there in front of Haystack Rock, we got to watch surfers, sit in our lawn chairs, look at the birds. And there's these dunes that are really high. It's probably a couple hundred feet up. And I climbed those things three times. Wow. Once with my husband and my dog. But then each grandson separately said, Nana, will you climb the dunes with me? Because it's kind of a thing. And It was just special that I got special time with Grant and we got to sit up on the top. And when we got up to the top, we saw this eagle soaring over us and we started talking about this eagle. And the next thing you know, a hawk came and dive bombed it and it looked like the Red Baron, right? The eagle flipped over upside down and was going every which way. And we just sat there fascinated. And I had the presence of mind to say, this is a special moment. Up at the top of a dune, I didn't have a heart attack. I made it to the top, sitting there with my grandson. When the little one t- took me up, I was really tired because I'd been doing, I was getting 15,000 steps a day just <laughs> going around, which that was one of my goals, you know, health and exercise. And um, about halfway up, he goes, "Dana, do you want my walking stick? Oh. What well, He's five and it was only about three feet tall, but you know what? It helped me get to the top. Oh, that's fun. You took it. That is yes, awesome. Yes. But just the fresh air the you know, cooking outside. Um, we went and got fish and chips on the beach um, on one of the days, but I'll tell you what we parked next to them. And in the morning, the knock on the door and then he, they'd come in and they wanted to sit in the, in the comfy chairs with my snuggly blanket, the blanket my friend Millie made. I brought it because they love to just sit for those few moments, even though they're getting to be big boys. And I know pretty soon they're not going to fit in my lap. These guys are going to be seven feet tall. So it was just really, really special. But we sat by the fire every night. One morning, my daughter came over and she goes, I am leaving the boys with their dad and they can do whatever they want. Let's go on a hike in the woods, mom. And my husband came And just, it was just the three of us. I can't remember the last time we've had an hour to just hike in the forest and climb up to this lookout with my daughter. I, I don't think without the RV that could have ever happened. We just couldn't have planned it. And so seeing my son-in-law and my husband cooking a breakfast of pancakes, bacon, eggs, hash browns out on a griddle outside, all the neighbors kind of kept walking by because it smelled so good. And they did all the dishes. Now that doesn't happen very often. (laughs) And so I guess my culminating moment was the night we cooked dinner and they were saying that it was so clear that you would be able to see the Northern lights. Now I was exhausted, so we didn't stay up, but it was that beautiful of a night. And my daughter looked at her watch and said, mom, the sunset, it's going to be gorgeous. And so we grabbed our glasses of wine, said goodbye to our husbands and and her kids, and we ran across the road and got to take in this gorgeous sunset over Haystack Rock with our arms around each other. I mean, how often do you get to do something like that? It's just a priceless moment. And so, I don't know, seeing my kids um, enjoy each other Being able to take the grandkids to give them a break. It was just kind of like, like an ebb and flow the whole four days. Somebody would go off with somebody else. We'd go have pizza. We would do it. And it just felt so comfortable and easy because if you want, you can go back to the motor home. And so I'm hooked. So we stayed at a place called camp Kawanda RV resort It's got things for the kids. It's got a cute little town. It's got the beach. It's got the forest. It's got hiking. And I said, that's Nana Camp next year. So I went into the office and I said, hey, you know, can it be this week? Because this is the week that's the kid's anniversary. There was one site left. Oh, thank goodness. You got it today. (laughs) And it was a huge site and she goes, well, I'm not supposed to really do this, but it's a huge site, but you've got four grandkids. So here you go. And I'm confirmed. And I feel so grateful that Nana camp is going to be easier and harder. It'll be easier because I won't have the elaborate things to plan. Um, But it is going to be camping with four grandkids without their parents, but there's just so much to do. We can bring their bikes we can take them on hikes, we can go to the beach, we can eat out if we want to. Um, So I'm really excited about looking forward to July. Oh, that'll be so fun. So on our way back, we, um, we stopped at their house. And for the first time in their lives, I actually got to see them get ready for Halloween and go trick or treating. And my husband and I even put on wigs, and we had a really good time. And then we drove home. And so all in all, yes, there are challenges. All in all, there's things to sort out and be organized. But it's what you get when you're in the moment with your friends and your family that I'm really, really enjoying about the RV life.
0: I think that's what my other friends like about it, too. They have this whole RV community. And wherever they go, they, they know somebody now because they've been doing it for so long. I mean, because they're basically, you know, living in their RV now, you know, they, they travel a lot.
1: Yeah, I'm not there yet, but (laughs) you never know. No, I loved, I love coming home, but I'm really, really excited about the next trip. My husband booked us um, in December on the Washington coast. Um, There are clam digging and razor clams are quite a delicacy out here. if, If you love seafood And so he did this all on his own. He booked it for the first few days of December. And so that'll be our next trip. And it'll just be the two of us. It won't be friends showing us the way. It won't be kids showing us the way. Uh, We'll be on our own. But um, I'm excited about it.
0: Oh, your first, this will be your first on your own solo trip.
1: Right. But I'm sure there'll be a whole park full of people (laughs) that are there if you have a question.
0: Yep. What I've found is that people who have been RVing love to share. Yes. How to RV and and share information and just lessons share in general large. lessons exactly. Large. Yep. So I'm sure if you need help, there will be people that that will help you. <laughs> yep. The, well, this is exciting. You know, I'm, nothing's perfect. It's it, you know, thanks for sharing your not so perfect times. And these are good to know. And hopefully you'll, you'll also give us some of those links to some of those Facebook groups. If people want them, we'll put them Mm -hmm. in the show notes and uh, yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks again for, for sharing. So right now your life is basically about this RV, anything else going on? Well,
1: yes, because before RV, there were annual plans. So my November girl getaway, which I wrote an article about how awesome girl getaways are, is coming up. And so, oh my gosh, my husband goes, are you still doing that? And he's still doing his thing. So my girl getaway is to Laredo, Mexico this year, and I'm taking my golf clubs. That's a really big step. And I'm paying a super big number for two rounds of golf because I figured I've learned how to golf. I'm not that great but I'm going to be in a professional golf course and they'll take my money just like the next person but I warned them I said put me with someone that's okay with a <clears throat> with a beginner so I'm going to go for that on Friday and I'm feeling really good cuz I got my booster for my covid vaccine congratulations and so I feel as safe as I can by being masked up and just less stress Um, and then my husband is going to be going at the same time and he's going to go with, um, three guys from his, um, golf group here at Snohomish and they're going to go down to Bandon Dunes on the Oregon coast, which if you're a golfer, it's kind of a Mecca. Like you really can't afford to go in the summer. So it just seems odd. They're going to go in November, but it's like one of those once in a lifetime deals. And so, um, yeah. So he's going, I'm going, uh, Brittany's going to watch the dog for us, our daughter. And then we come back for a week in November. After that, we're going to build a garden for spring. I told him I would do it. He wants to really build a garden, get it ready, uh, for next Wait spring. A minute. Is, is this the
0: same garden that you guys had a fight about? Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's so got this going to work. Um, I'm going to do whatever he says and not worry about it. It'll be It'll be. I'll help him, but it'll be his project. And then we celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, and we decided we're going to have it at, at our house. And so I'm going to get all all ten of us, uh, nuclear family, together for the holiday. So everything's really, really turning out really fun. And um, you know, Lord willing, we're gonna we're gonna keep enjoying this retirement ride. I'm really, really loving every bit of it. Well, thank you. I am living
0: vicariously through you. Uh, The listeners may or may not know that I am still working. And as we talk, I'm actually in my busiest season ever. And I've realized that I am going to have to hire somebody to help me next year because this is not going to work. (laughs) Right. Right. So yes, I'm definitely living vicariously through Barbara. I'm not quite ready to retire yet. But after this year, I'm sure I'll be looking at it more and more.
1: <laughs> well, you are much younger than I am. So you definitely you know, have everything in front of you. I know you financially can do it, but you're living your purpose. You're doing a service to others that gives you joy. I think now it's finding that balance between crazy and reasonable. And you'll, you'll do it. You're very thoughtful. Even with all this craziness,
0: I've still cut out time in the morning. I I work out every morning. Uh, I do water aerobics, which I used to laugh at before I started doing it. I actually burn more calories doing water aerobics than I do regular aerobics. So I'm continuing with that. I also am a synchronized swimmer. So I'm, I'm I've carved out my time for that, and I've carved out time to be with Les and Les's family. I mean, I'm taking three days off this week to spend time with his cousins. So, even though I'm really, really busy, the issue is everybody wants to talk to me personally, and I have over 400 clients now, and I just I can't possibly within a six week period. I, I definitely need to hire somebody, and so I will I will be doing that because I don't want people to not be able to talk to anybody. And that's what's happening this year. We're, we're saying, uh, you know, Kathy's booked up, go to this website. And it's not really fair <laughs> to everybody to point them at a website. So next year, it's going to be different. If any of my clients are listening to this, I, I apologize if you're one of the people that, <laughs> that got pushed off to a website, but it will be different next year. So that's, that's what I'm doing. And for the listener, tell us what you're doing tell us what's going on in your life. You can either send us an email to podcast at com. You can head over to the show notes and leave a comment. Or you can join us in the Facebook group and tell us what's going on with you and, and how you're dealing with your retirement or in my, you know, like me, your pre-retirement. And Barbara, thanks once again for coming on the show. We really appreciate the fact that not only are you continuing well beyond your one-year commitment, but I don't know about everybody else, but I am definitely enjoying living your retirement vicariously.
1: Well, join me and get retired and get yourself to Arizona and we'll meet, we'll meet on the uh, the desert with the snowbirds. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks so much.
0: And for the listener, we'll see you next time on the Rock your retirement show. Bye. Bye.